You're listening to NFL No Huddle, the podcast with Brian Weber. It's a talk show. We talk. And former Pro Bowl Steelers quarterback Cordell Slash Stewart. Hey, get your popcorn ready. NFL No Huddle airs live weekdays from 4 p.m. to 7 p.m. Eastern on the NFL on TuneIn, your everything audio app. Hello and welcome to NFL No Huddle, the podcast. I'm Brian Weber alongside Cordell Stewart. On today's podcast, we're going to visit with DJ Shockley, the former Falcons quarterback, and Tyler Dunn of Bleacher Report. Let's kick off the podcast today with former Jets and Steelers offensive lineman Willie Colon. Willie, my friend, it's been a while. How are you? All is well. How you guys doing? We're living the dream. Did we miss you on Radio Row at the <laughs> Super Bowl? What happened in Minnesota? Were you there? No, I was not there. Uh, I stay. I decided to uh, stay at home this year. You're a smart man. You didn't miss anything. We were held hostage <laughs> yeah, inside a mall. I heard it was pretty cold. Yeah, this just in. It's cold in late January in Minnesota. Let me get you to your old team. Do you like the pickup of Teddy Bridgewater? How long do you think it's going to take for him to emerge as the starter? Well, I imagine since he's been, you know, he's been on the shelf for roughly about two years. Um, you know, I expect him to be ready to go, honestly. I don't think there should be any setback. Uh, I do know the Jets have a great medical staff, and they'll probably stay on top of him in his rehab. And, you know, I think right now, you know, there's reports that Josh McCown has been named a starter. Um, but I think competition is always good. So if Teddy can push Josh or, or vice versa, it only makes the Jets better. Really great to have you as always. Um, when you look at these quarterbacks that have been selected um, for his free agency to some of these football teams, of course, we know Sam Bradford. We can understand the one-year deal for $20 bucks. Mike Glennon, I think he just keeps on surviving and getting more money every time you look around. But Kirk Cousins, the numbers that he has, $84 million bucks guaranteed, how do you justify that on a team that was already very good with a Case Keenum, and now that they have him, is it Super Bowl or bust? I definitely think it's Super Bowl or bust. Uh, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of you know, people talking about like, well, you know, the Jets should have somehow landed Kirk Cousins. But at the end of the day, they just didn't have enough pieces. And money's one thing. The Jets would have given a lot of money. Uh, I assume probably more than what the Vikings gave him. But if, if, if you're Kirk Cousins, I mean, 11-15, that like his individual stats are good. But, you know, Cordell, you don't play for Pro Bowls. You play for Super Bowls. So I think he realized uh, his home, his new home was in Minnesota. It's indoors. They have the pieces. Uh, they, they, they went to the playoffs last year. It was a no-brainer. And I think, you know, I think it would have been unfair for Kurt to come to New York and people would have expected him to be a world beater. Uh, you know, the Jets, the Jets have a lot of holes on that team. They still have to fill up, and I think they're doing a good job in free agency. But we don't have a, you know, our receiver core is up in the air. Who knows what's going to happen to Robbie Anderson? Uh, they were able to bring back Quincy Inouye. Uh, but there's still a lot of pieces they got to kind of get on board. And I think Kurt just made a great decision. He got the money and he got the talent. So, it was a win for him. Taking you across the league with Super Bowl champion Willie Colon. Willie, there was a lot of speculation that A.J. McCarron would be in demand when he got the free agency. Not the case. Are you surprised at all he did not do better financially and had to settle for a low-money deal with the Bills? Yeah, I was surprised. I, I, I thought he was going to land uh, in Cleveland. Obviously, him and uh, uh, Hugh Jackson have a relationship from their days in, in Cincinnati. I didn't. I expected him to land there. For him to go to Buffalo, uh, I can understand the sense of urgency on Buffalo's part because they got to get a quarterback. It was a Tyrod uh, picked up and left. But uh, I, if I'm McCarron, I'm still worried. I can see the Buffalo Bills still trying to make a push for potentially another quarterback uh, for somebody that can help them in the future, and, or they can go left tackle. Where everybody knows that Glenn is, uh, has got up and has gone up and left. So it's 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 one of those situations. If I'm AJ, you know he has to have a big chip on his shoulder. He's going to have to uh, really get it done because I expect him to be somewhere. Uh, with a lot more money. I'm sorry that it worked out that way for him. 
the Steelers have always been known to to allow their running backs to somewhat be out of the door uh, at least by 30 years of age. Uh, you have Le'Veon Bell's 26. They're steadily giving him the franchise tag. How do you think that thing works out by time, uh, let's just say the franchise tag delays or being able to restructure a deal to give him a long-term one? Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm not shocked by this one. I mean, they still don't have a lot of money. I think they only have $70 million in cap space. Uh, uh, Seven million in cap space, uh, to be exact, and I think you know Le'Veon. Yeah, he, he he's a dynamic player. He does a lot, you know, and I can understand him getting up in age and he, he's he's landing out there all the time. And, and he's one of those players that you know a lot of people talk about Antonio Brown, but I don't think Steelers go as far as they did last year uh, without Le'Veon. And that's the honestly got truth. So it's it's one of the things where I can see Le'Veon holding out. Um, I know you talked about he's going to be there week one in the building, but. You know, for me, I don't think his, the leverage is now on his part. I would, I would prepare to maybe hold out uh, later going into the season because I think they need to pay him and kind of work it out somehow. Chatting with Super Bowl champion Willie Colon on the NFL on TuneIn. Willie, I've seen you on TV. You're becoming a star in New York City. So let's talk about the Giants. Let's say the Browns take a quarterback with the number one overall pick, and it's Sam Darnold. What do you think the Giants are doing at number two? You know, it's tough because I really think they need a running back. Um, and, I, and I know that they got Jonathan Stewart, and uh, but I, I think they still got to find a, a guy who is – I think they got to get somebody who's a blockbuster player, and I think that's who Barkley is, Shaquan Barkley from Penn State. Uh, I think he, he, he can be on your team for the next six, seven, eight years. Um, but at the end of the day, you got to address the all-line issues. Um, you can't go just two years in a row. Uh, there's no question that the Giants' offensive line is just atrocious. And so, yeah, I can see them go both ways. I can see them getting offensive linemen. I can also see him taking Barkley. Uh, but, you know, we'll see. Baker Mayfield, many say that he reminds them of Johnny Manziel, uh, but I just think his passing skills for his throwing the football is, is much better than, and I would say from an accurate standpoint, most of the guys that are in this draft uh, but give me your take on what do you think he'll be like in the National Football League, considering that it's so close to being similar, uh, let's just say, to a Johnny Mandel. Yeah, I don't I don't have a problem with the chip on the shoulder story. I, I like that, honestly. Um, I'm not worried about the, his height and his hands. Uh, I'm just worried about can he handle the, the pass rush of the NFL. I watched him in that Georgia game. He didn't handle it well. He didn't handle it well. And I felt like, you know, when Georgia's – uh, defensive line got after him, and, and the system wasn't clicking as as well as he wanted to. He he seemed to be rattled. Um, I know he can make the throws. Uh, I watched a little bit of his pro. Concern with him is, you know, can he win a game on his arm alone? Because that's a question. You, you know, Cordell, you can run all you want. I don't think he has. A, I know he's fast and he's quick, but I don't think he has a type of speed like a Mike Vick or Lamar Jackson who can outrun guys. Uh, I think he's a scrambling quarterback, but. When they isolate you and they collapse that pocket, can you sit in the pocket and make all the throws to win a game? I don't know if he has that. Well, as a former player, how much of a game changer is the nature of Kirk Cousins' deal in Minnesota fully guaranteed? Do you think this is going to be precedent-setting and Aaron Rodgers, uh, Matt Ryan, other marquee quarterbacks can do even better? Yeah, I, I expect them to kind of break the bank and, and rip it open, honestly. I mean, if you're giving Kirk that type of money, A-Rod, who's proven, Matt Ryan, who's proven, uh, I, I, couldn't imagine, I, can't even, I can't even daydream or, or dream about the numbers A-Rod is going to get. I, I think it's going to be absolute out of this world.
Well, you mentioned bacon breaking the bank. I mean, there's been a, a couple of bank breaking contracts out there, not just talking about players, but coaches and John Gruden. Ten year, 100 million bucks. Do you think he's ready to, to, to deal with the changes with social media to how the game is now played in comparison, comparison to how it was before to where he can get this Oakland Raiders team back on track? Yeah, because he has Derek Carr, and he he has a line. He has an offensive line I know last year uh, struggled with. Uh, they struggled with being the guys they knew they could be. And I mean, if you went to last season, the Oakland Raiders offensive line was top five easily. So I think he's going to get those guys up and going. Derek Carr is excited. Um, he's probably going to really be a little bit more of a disciplinarian. And uh, I think for John Gruden at this point. You know, even though the last time he there was no social social media, the last time he was coaching, but I think there's sometimes something about old school football gets guys back in the fight, and I think he knows how to motivate guys, and I think he's honest about his approach, and that guys respect him. They've been watching him on TV, and they know he knows what he's talking about. So it's just a matter of him getting that team up and running. And, you know what he's going to do with beast mode. You know how's he going to get him back and being the type of ball player they know he can be. Finally, Willie, you become a media mogul. Let our audience know what you're doing with Barstool Sports. Yeah, so I do Barstool uh, Sports on Sirius uh, XM Radio um, pretty much from 7 to 9 on Power 85. And we talk about all things sports and, and, and insanity and uh, just having fun, just, just living, living my best life, man. That's all. You're listening to NFL No Huddle, the podcast. And we'll be right back with more after this. The boys of summer are back. And a fly ball well hit. Back to the wall. He leaps. Can't get it. It's a home. MLB Spring Training is here, and you can catch every game from Florida and Arizona live with your subscription to TuneIn Premium. Rivalry games, split squad games, TuneIn has it all. When the pitch count begins for real, catch every game of the 2018 MLB season from opening day to the MLB World Series live on TuneIn. It's gone, it's a home run! Major League Baseball is on TuneIn Premium. Listen all season long. Welcome back to NFL No Huddle, the podcast. Here are your hosts, Brian Weber and Cordell Stewart. As we continue on NFL No Huddle, the podcast, let's welcome in Steve Berline of CBS Sports. Steve, thanks for taking the time to join us again today on the NFL on TuneIn. Let's start in Minnesota. Financially, what a win for Kirk Cousins, but from the football perspective, how much of an upgrade is Cousins over what Case Keenum achieved in that breakout season last year in Minnesota? Well, it better be an upgrade, um, you know, and, and, and I think the the difference is that uh, Case Keenum was obviously a shock, a surprise to a lot of people and how well he did. But what it did was it showed how, how good that football team is all the way around, uh, even despite the fact that they were minus their top running back in Dalvin Cook. Uh, also, they played a lot of the year without a healthy Stephon Diggs. Uh, those guys are all going to be healthy and ready to roll this year uh, with a team that has expectations not only to get to the Super Bowl but to win the Super Bowl because now they've got their their real franchise quarterback, supposedly. Now, I've been saying all along, and I don't know if you guys know this or, or not, but I've been saying all along throughout this whole process going back to last couple years, you know, there's a reason, I believe, why the Redskins didn't, signed Kirk Cousins to a long-term contract, and I don't believe they felt he was a guy that could take him to the promised land, uh, even though he puts up the great numbers, and I think Kirk, Kirk is a, a, a good, solid quarterback, but you know, $84 million guaranteed dollars is, is, uh, is, a, is a lot of money, but it's what the market commanded, 
he timed it just right. It worked out very well for him. The last two contracts as a franchise player worked out pretty well for him as well, if you really think about all of that. But the bottom line is that the expectation is going to be nothing less than a Super Bowl, at least one, over the next three years with that guaranteed money. Uh, I think it was a smart move by the Vikings because it's not a real long-term deal. It's an awful lot of money. But if they if he doesn't get them where they need to be, and this is their window, this is the window that team has to win one or two Super Bowls with the talent and the the the, the uh, makeup of that team, the youthfulness of that team. They're in their prime. They're ready to go. If Kirk Cousins doesn't get it done, then after three years they'll wash their hands of them and they'll try to find somebody else and move on. But uh, my question and what I'm really interested in seeing is whether or not Kirk Cousins can step up in the big games and make plays to win the ball games, which to me he hasn't shown he can do yet. Yeah, and and that's the reason why uh, when looking at this deal, and Steve, you know, play after playing the game for so long, there's already a tremendous amount of pressure on you already. And to have 84 of the million dollars that you've been given, awarded for three years, being that your name is on it, it means you have no choice because the last guy in Case Keenum took you to an NFC Championship game, like you said, that no one thought could do it. But yet here comes Kirk Cousins, who's not even a middle-of-the-road quarterback. It's a fully guaranteed contract bigger than what we see with Drew Brees, probably maybe bigger than what we see of Aaron Rodgers when he gets his new deal, Tom Brady, when it comes to guaranteed money. Here it is. He gets guaranteed money, and he hadn't won a playoff game yet. Exactly right. And you tell me, Cordell, uh, did you have any playoff wins when you played? I had a couple. I won the two AFC championship games. You want to know more? I got a little more for you. That's Hold what, on. That's, that's, what I, that's what I'm saying. That's exactly what I'm saying. I, I yeah. won one of my two playoff games that I played. You and I both have won more playoff games than him. That's my whole point. This guy hasn't done it yet. And I, I've always, you know, I've been getting a lot of grief from Adam Shine on our CBS Monday NFL quarterback show that I do with Rich Gannon and Trent Green. I'm the only one that really would call it out and say, you know what? Yeah, he, he, he puts up some big numbers. But I haven't seen him win a playoff game. He's only been to one, I think, and he lost. He hasn't been able to get that team. And people make all the excuses. Well, he had some injuries, and they didn't have a good enough team around him. And you know, tell, keep telling me all these wonderful things why he couldn't get it done. Well, guess what? Now he's got a team, and he's got an opportunity that any one of us, current or former quarterbacks, would kill to have the opportunity that he has right now. And I'll tell you what, I'll do it for one quarter of the money. <laughs> I love that opportunity to go out there and play with that football team. Yeah. And they are built, and you said it right, Cordell, if they don't win the Super Bowl, I'm not talking about getting to the NFC Championship or getting to the Super Bowl. If they don't win it, it's, it's going to be a failure for him. Taking you around the league with Steve Burline of CBS Sports. Steve, as you think about what's going on in Cleveland, they have a bevy of picks once more, and they have Tyrod Taylor to be the bridge quarterback. Still, do you expect them to take a quarterback either at number one or the number four overall pick? I would definitely think they would do that. You know, I don't think that they uh, believe that Deshaun Kaiser or anybody else uh, on uh, that they have there right now. Is, is someone that is going to fill that void for the long term. And I don't think they're looking at Tyrod as the guy for the long term either, but I think it was a very good move on their part. This is a guy that that uh, has consistently shown that he can play the position uh, and protect the football and give your team a chance to win. 
this is a team I think that that with consistent play out of the quarterback can win some ball games, and they've they've not had any. I mean, you look at the quarterbacks they've had in the last two or three years, uh, and you can go back fifteen, obviously, but just go back two or three years on this current run. Uh, they they haven't had any quarterback with any experience. This is a guy other than Brian Hoyer, and Brian Hoyer really wasn't a guy that anybody looked at as a starting quarterback. Tyrod Taylor is a guy that is a starting quarterback in this league. I think he's limited as far as how far he can take you, but he will give you a chance to compete and win on a consistent basis. Pick one of these guys with the first pick. I'd actually rather do it with the fourth pick. Uh, pick, pick the most impactful player in the draft other than a quarterback with that number one pick, and then you're going to get one of the quarterbacks at the fourth pick. Develop that guy behind Tyrod Taylor, and hopefully Tyrod can keep that young guy on the bench for a year or two by playing consistently and giving their team a chance to win where that guy's not going to be thrown to the wolves. When you see a Cardinals team have two quarterbacks that have one-year deals, Mike Glennon as well as Sam Bradford, of course, Sam Bradford having the ACL issue uh, in his knees, which they consider as a bone bruise and why he didn't play last year. And Mike Glennon, I think someone comes in as a security blanket, so to speak. You have to assume that the Cardinals are going to do the best they can to move up from where they are to the fourth, to the fourth spot, maybe, uh, to maybe grab one of those quarterbacks. Because I don't know if sitting at 15, they'll be able to wait to see what they can get because I think everything may be gone by then because so many quarterbacks are needed in the top 10 spots. Yeah, you're right. And, and here's the thing, though, and I'd like to get your take on this, Cordell. I, I don't, I'm not sold on any of these quarterbacks this year. I'm, I'm not a believer that any one of them is a sure thing, like an Andrew Luck who came out a few years ago or like uh, I felt more strongly about Jameis Winston and, and uh, Marcus Mariota when they came out, I, I felt those were guys that could come in and play and be good quarterbacks and mm-hmm. potentially be franchise quarterbacks down the road. I think that Josh Allen of, of the three top guys is the one that, that really strikes me the most as a guy that, uh, that might be that franchise guy. I think Rosen throws the heck out of the football, and, but I don't, I don't like the way he carries himself. I'm not convinced that he's a leader, a guy that players will rally around. And Darnold, I think, is that guy as far as being a leader. But I'm, I'm a little bit concerned about some of the physical skills, throwing the football at the next level. So uh, then you go to Baker Mayfield. We could talk about all these different guys. But uh, the bottom line is that uh, the, the Arizona Cardinals do need to get a young quarterback to develop. I like the move for Sam Bradford. I've always loved the way that he throws the football. And when he had a chance to play uh, the year before this past one in Minnesota, he showed he could do it on a regular basis. The question is the health, obviously. Um, and if, if, if he can't hold up, I, I think Mike Glennon is a guy that can step in and, and be a serviceable uh, quarterback on a good football team like the Arizona Cardinals are. He didn't have a lot of help in Chicago. Uh, he's truly not. I think he showed that he was not. Uh, a, a legitimate starting quarterback, but he's a guy that can go in there with a lot of support and play well, I believe, and give him a chance to win while a young guy develops behind him. So I would think they would try to move up and get one of those guys. It depends on how they believe the, the Cleveland Browns and everybody in front of them are going to uh, pick as far as these quarterbacks go. Steve, always a pleasure. Thanks so much for joining us again today on the NFL on TuneIn. Anytime, guys. Take care. You're listening to NFL No Huddle, the podcast. We'll be right back after this. TuneIn has what you need and when you want it when on the run and on the go. Covering all musical needs. Today's hits. Latin hits. 
Ricky Balvin, Willie William, Beyonce, Country Roads, Hip Hop Beat, Sit Down, Miyamo, Sit Down, Supporting artists and the music they make exclusively on TuneIn. This is NFL No Huddle, the podcast. Here are your hosts, Brian Weber and Cordell Stewart. We roll on on NFL No Huddle, the podcast, spotlighting Atlanta with DJ Shockley, the former Falcons quarterback. DJ, thanks so much for taking the time. Let's talk dollars and cents. Based on the mega deal Kirk Cousins is getting from Minnesota, most importantly, it's fully guaranteed. What does that mean for Matt Ryan in Atlanta? It just means more money is on the way. I mean, it's... One of those things where uh, we see it happening um, the market going up and guys getting maybe overpaid at times, but uh, when a guy like Kirk Cousins gets this type of money, he's kind of just pushing the envelope. And Matt, a guy who's done it, who has kind of solidified himself as one of the uh, top quarterbacks in the league and you know, has been to playoffs, has won games, been to a Super Bowl, haven't won one, but been there. And it's shown that he can do it. Uh, and he's a guy that they love around this franchise and organization. And uh, he's still early. I don't want to say early, but he's still in the peak of his career. Uh, he's going to garner a lot of money on, on this open market. And uh, he's going to get it and probably going to a couple records, you know, in, in time doing that. Do you think with that influencement, as you, as you just talked about with that contract, because I think it's 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 over the top for a team like Minnesota. This team is so good, yeah. they didn't have to spend that type of money just after watching Case Keenum and how he performed for the number he performed for financially. But do you think it becomes a copycat league where you just want to compete in the, in the open market to make sure that your guy has a contract that, that's comparable to someone like a, a Kirk Cousins, to me, who's a middle-of-the-road quarterback, but he's got 84 of it guaranteed. So we're thinking that Matt Ryan's going to get what guaranteed? Yeah, I mean, I think it's just the way the league is going now. And I don't think that the teams really can do a lot about it because there's so many quarterbacks. I won't say a lot, but there's so many quarterbacks in the league now that demand it. And when it's their time and they've put themselves in position to get paid, that this is the going rate for these guys. And uh, we've seen what Kirk has done over the last couple of years. We, you know, he's made nineteen, twenty-three million. Now he's got all the guarantee money, and now everybody else is going to look at it and say, "Okay, well, like you mentioned, if he's a middle of the road guy, and I'm a guy who's done it nine, ten years and been successful doing it too, then I deserve at least that." And so I, I think the answer to the question probably is he's going to get north of that as well. He's going to get the guarantee money. It's going to be early in the contract, as we know, later in the contract. You know, usually rework it, but a guy like Matt Ryan, a guy like Aaron Rodgers, they're going to be getting those guaranteed money that, you know, uh, Kirk Cousins has got right now. They're going to be north of that simply because of those guys who are setting that bar right now with all this stuff. If they're middle of the road, teams are in a position where they have to pay that money because of the guys that have done it before, and that's just the market. DJ, as a former NFL quarterback and a leading pundit, how good is Kirk Cousins? I don't want to go back to the knee jerk. He's never won a playoff game because Matthew Stafford's never won a playoff game. And I know you never take a shot of the former Georgia quarterback. Where is Cousins amongst the <laughs> premier starters across the NFL? You know what? I think he's a good quarterback. I think he's a guy who can win tons of games. He's put up the numbers. Uh, last time when he's had to with his back against the wall and had the tag on him and 
he's had to produce. I think he's done that, but I'm not sure he's a guy that scares you. And when we think about elite quarterbacks, we think about uh, these top three quarterbacks that are you know top five in the league. We think about there's two minutes to go in the game, and they got the football, and the other team is nervous. And the defense of the quarterback have no idea what to call because we're going we to find a way to get it done. And right now, Kirk Cousins is not that type of quarterback or offense. Yeah, he's a good quarterback. He's uh, a guy that has done a a great job over the last few years, but I still think, like Cordell just mentioned, he's one of those guys who's in the middle of the pack, and because of the last two years he's played well and all the high demand and needing a solid quarterback, that's why he's got paid that way. Now, uh, he's not that guy that I think is top five or top ten right now. He's still – a work in progress, and once he gets into the playoffs, and we know quarterbacks are, are definitely, definitely uh, determined by how they play uh, when the lights are shining the brightest, and we just don't know what that is for Kirk Cousins yet. So until that happens, I still think he's just a solid quarterback who uh, has really put up some good numbers, but you just don't know when that time comes if he'll be able to pull that trigger. And I know, I know a lot of people put him in the same gene as like a Tony Romo as when, uh, you know, when times get tough, you never know. But if he can find a way to do that, I think he can change the minds of a lot of people and say, well, maybe he is worth, you know, 84 million. Well, I, guess I would say it's probably because the team is really that good and his talents may be uh, a little bit better than a Kirk Cousins in the mind of the front office people. But when you, when understanding that you have to be good in the National Football League, do you think Cleveland has positioned themselves to be much better than they've been in a long time with Tyrod Taylor, Jarvis Landry, uh, having a Carlos Hyde? You never know what they're going to do with uh, that number one spot when it comes to Saquon Barkley and then maybe even at the fourth spot if they land, sit there or the, obviously the Cardinals, I think, may move up. But they still may have a chance to grab a quarterback and do you think this team is going in the right direction with what they're trying to do? Oh, absolutely, Court. I, I think the fact that they're getting the pieces in place, and I think that's what matters the most. Over the years, we've seen Cleveland just draft for no reason. We see them draft this guy, that guy. and You don't really see the structure. You don't see the role that they're going in. And now you can see they're putting guys who have played in this league, who have really solidified themselves, who have been productive to come in and try to change that culture, to bring in a different mind frame, bring guys in who have won, bring in guys who know how to lead, guys who know how to get other guys to play better. So I think they're bringing the right pieces around. And then once they get that quote-unquote franchise guy in there, then they're going to be good to go. But I think you bring in a guy like Tyrod, and uh, you look at Tyrod's number, they're not crazy numbers, they're not the ones that stick out, and they're not the three, four hundred yards a game. But the one thing that he does at Cleveland – has lacked for the last two, three, four, five years is a quarterback that takes care of the football. He's done that. He doesn't throw a lot of interceptions, doesn't turn it over. He won't lose a game for you, but he's a guy who's smart enough to know when to get rid of the football, but also can get you out of some bad spots, but he will not lose the football game for you. And I think that's where it starts in that position. Is having a job that will just give you a chance to win. And then, like you mentioned, you bring the pieces around like a corner time, you bring over Randy, you bring over some guys who have won and know what it feels like to win, then those guys start to really get in the ear and the mind of some of the other players who've been running for a while and don't know what it's like. So now you change the culture from some guys on the outside and then you bring a whole new tradition of what winning is all about. So the pieces, I think, are definitely forming. And I think they got some guys in the right spot that's going to help them uh, definitely get them to a position where they're back to winning and being more competitive than 
is this going to be the same team that wins one or two games or even go on 16? DJ, we wish that the quality of your phone line was as good as the quality of your analysis. We're going to keep it concise <laughs> because it sounds like you're in a submarine today, but what we could hear was insightful. And thanks for joining us again today on the NFL on TuneIn. All right, fellas. I'm sorry about that, but I appreciate it. It's been a while since I've been on you guys, but I appreciate you guys keeping holding down, and uh, I'll talk to you guys again. You're listening to NFL No Huddle, the podcast, and we'll be right back with more after this. Catch up on today's news briefs with TuneIn Podcasts, featuring Stay Tuned with Preet. From Cafe and WNYC Studios, welcome to Stay Tuned. New York Times, The Daily. From the New York Times, I'm Michael Barbaro. This is The Daily. Fox News Rundown. I'm Tom Shalhoub, and this is the Fox News Rundown. Find your favorite news podcast by searching the TuneIn app or by asking Alexa today. Now you're in the know with TuneIn. Welcome back to NFL No Huddle, the podcast. Here are your hosts, Brian Weber and Cordell Stewart. As we close out NFL No Huddle, the podcast, let's take you round the league with Tyler Dunn of Bleacher Reports. Tyler, thanks so much for taking the time. Though it's been a busy day for you and the rest of the football journalists with the news that Jordy Nelson has signed with the Oakland Raiders. Let's go back to how he was available on the free agent market. You know the culture of Green Bay well. I understand they didn't want to spend a ton of money, although they added Jimmy Graham. But given the relationship between Aaron Rodgers and Jordy Nelson, were you surprised at all that Nelson got the free agency? Yeah, a, a little bit, I guess. I, I thought that maybe Randall Cobb would be the guy that got the short end of the stick because you know you can definitely save some money there. Uh, I, I didn't know if it was going to be both of them, one of them, but a little bit of a surprise that it was Jordy Nelson, not Randall Cobb, but not a surprise when you kind of see why they did it. I mean, it makes so much sense. If you can take on Jimmy Graham and the kind of money that he's going to demand, 30 mil over thir- three years, I think it's a no-brainer. I mean, he's, he's younger. They haven't had a dynamic tight end like that in this offense since Jermichael Finley was really in his prime uh, before his career ended neck injuries. So it makes a ton of sense. I mean, look, Jordy Nelson, I know he was pretty good in the red zone when he had Aaron Rodgers the first month and a half of the season or so, but he absolutely lost a step. I mean, you, you can see it. He just really wasn't the, the home run threat that he was even the year before. So it's kind of a calculated risk and, and moving on from a player before you really think he's going to fall off a cliff, and it worked out. They got Jimmy Graham. They beefed up their defense. I, I really like what Green Bay did. Tyler, when you see what Minnesota has done, giving Kirk Cousins an $84 million deal, all of it guaranteed over three years, what does this say to you about what this team should do considering how good they already were before actually Kirk Cousins came to the scene? Man, it's crazy. When you look at that roster, I know they got waxed in the NFC Championship game, but, man, where's the weakness on this team? I mean, their defense is young in their prime. Uh, all on pretty good deals. Offensively, I mean, Adam Thielen, Spawn Diggs, maybe the best one-two punch at receiver in the NFL. And by the way, they're bringing back Dalvin Cook, who might have been the best rookie running back in an incredible rookie running back class before his ACL injury. So to add Kirk Cousins to all of that, they're absolutely a Super Bowl contender. I think it's Green Bay Chase and Minnesota, not the other way around. Even with a healthy Aaron Rodgers, there just, just isn't really a weakness on this roster. So uh, incredible move. I mean, I know they're giving him a lot of guaranteed money, and it's kind of a historic deal, but, I mean, Kirk Cousins, that's just what it's going to cost, and I think it's worth it, frankly. I mean, really, I mean, Case Keenum was great, but Kirk Cousins, there's no denying his numbers the last three years. 
Um, there's no reason to think he can't do the same exact thing the next three years. Focusing on today's top headlines with Tyler Dunn, the Bleach Report. Tyler, you're smarter than me. Explain what Arizona is doing. <laughs> Adding Sam Bradford, Mike Lennon, is that the best they could come up with under center? Man, I guess so. I mean, I, I'm with you, Brian. It, it doesn't make a heck of a lot of sense. It's like, you know, either go one way or the other. Either hit reset and, you know, eject at the quarterback position and then bring in a rookie and start over, or go all in with somebody else. And, and Sam Bradford is perpetually that quarterback somewhere in the middle. And, and you see a lot of teams kind of going that route. It's like, I, I don't know what the end goal is. Is it 8-8? Eight eight? Is it 9-7? and seven? If so, I guess Arizona's in pretty good shape. But uh, Sam Bradford is what he is, and he's been an overpaid player, an injury-prone player. I do like Arizona's team. I mean, they do get David Johnson back, maybe the best player in all of football. But it doesn't make any sense to take on Sam Bradford at that dollar amount and let go of Tyron Matthews. I mean, this is the honey badger. I know he's had the ACL injuries, but he played every snap last year. Um, he, he's going to be healthier the next year. I still look at him as that transcendent, dynamic player. You can move all over the field. Uh, not surprised at all that he wouldn't take a pay cut to stay. When, when, you, when, you, when you're Tyron Matthews, you look around and you see they didn't get Kirk Cousins, they didn't trade for Nick Foles, but you bring on Sam Bradford, one year, 20 mil, see ya. I'll, I'll take my money elsewhere. Rudy Nelson had an opportunity to play with Aaron Rodgers, arguably one of the better quarterbacks in the game today. Uh, quarterback that actually is more efficient when under duress in having to scramble to make plays down the field. That's how he and Jordy Nelson somewhat made their hay. And now he goes to a team where the quarterback and Derek Carr, in comparison to maybe a Russell Wilson, where he had a chance to go, um, he, I think that's kind of a closer match. Give me your take on how you feel about this match with Derek Carr and also Jordy Nelson in Oakland. Yeah, yeah, I like it, Cardell. I mean, he had to definitely go somewhere where you have a quarterback who can improvise, make some plays on the run, kind of a riverboat gambler. That, that's where you saw Jordy Nelson at his best. I mean, he kind of saw the same thing Aaron Rodgers did pre-snap. They, they were at a point even by 2011, that was the first year I, I covered the team on a day-to-day basis, where you know they didn't really have to – signal with, with, with their hands. They didn't have to call an audible. They saw the same exact thing, and they made magic. And then post-snap, that second, third, fourth development throughout a play, they knew exactly what each other were thinking. So he, he had to go to a quarterback and kind of play that same way. I, I think that Jordy Nelson can still be really effective in that offense. Is he still the same Jordy Nelson that's going for 13, 1,400 yards, 15 touchdowns? Probably not, but... You know, at, at that dollar amount, yeah. I mean, I, I think it is an upgrade over Michael Crabtree. Tyler Dunn, Bleach Report is our guest on the NFL on TuneIn. Tyler, you used to cover the Bills, so you have an understanding of the mindset of that organization. As you know, they've crept up to the number 12 overall pick with the deal with the Bengals. Do you think they're done? Do you think they're targeting perhaps the number three pick currently owned by the Colts so they can take a quarterback? 100%. I, I think that the writing's on the wall there for sure with the Bills. They are in position to kind of do what Philadelphia did for Carson Wentz a couple years ago, where you slowly, you meticulously just kind of work your way up in the draft, accumulate assets. It's really been two years in the making since uh, they've ridded themselves of Rex Ryan and Doug Whaley and have tried to get rid of all of their mistakes. They've, you know, they've kind of shipped away any assets they could to be in this position where you can move up and you can take a Josh Allen, you can take a Sam Darnold, a Josh Rosen, somebody in that upper echelon because God knows they need it in Buffalo. And 
to be honest, I'm really shocked that they got anything at all for Tyrod Taylor and Cordy Glenn. These are two guys the Bills were absolutely ready to cut, get rid of, move on from. So to, to take out a third-round pick to move up, what, 10 slots in the draft, I, I think they go all in and they try to get into the top five now. Give me your take on what happens when Indama can sue. I know he's gotten released by the Miami Dolphins, but he's a force to be reckoned with when it comes down to being in the trenches. Give me your take on what you think about him and where he should be. Yeah, it's kind of a a weird situation there in Miami because it wasn't like, you know, Albert Hainsworth and and some of these other G-Lime and Marcel Darius right in Buffalo where they signed a $100 million deal and they just totally check out. I mean, he had his moments in Miami, but it's just how much is a disruptive D-tackle going to really change the dynamic of your team. It wasn't like he just came in there and made him a Super Bowl contender, and obviously Brian Tannehill going down didn't help, but he can still be a difference maker. And, you know, whether it's uh, New Orleans, I'm not sure if Dallas is still in the mix, wherever he goes, I I think that he's still somebody that you have to double-team, you have to be aware of, and maybe if you're already a playoff contender, he takes it that next step. It just wasn't a bit Miami because they had so many needs and so many holes around him. Tyler, we're all guessing, but we would love your informed speculation. What are the Browns going to do with the number one overall pick? Oh, man. Well, I think Hugh Jackson came out and said that Tyrod Taylor is absolutely going to start. So, yeah, I, I, I don't know what that tells you. To, to me, it, it says maybe they even are thinking about Josh Allen and a total project of that position and somebody they can really bring along super slowly. Yeah, Sam Donald, he definitely has to define two things in his game, but. I would think that Taylor's still just that, that bridge guy, and, and they're going to go quarterback. And, and why would you really mess around if you've got your pick of any quarterback? I know Saquon Barkley might be that rare running back that you really have to consider there at number one, but we've seen the Browns again and again and again. I pass on quarterbacks. Deshaun Watson twice, traded out of the Carson Wentz pick. Cody Kessler over Dak Prescott. Johnny Manziel over Derek Carr. You can't screw this up again, can you? I mean, you can't at least not try at this position and get the guy you want. So I think there's no quarterback. Now it's just a matter of who. When you look at what the L.A. Rams has been able to do, it's been really good. I mean, you come in, you you bring in Sean McVay. This offense just changes overnight, literally. You bring in a a Wade Phillips and and what he's been able to do with this defense to allow them to be, I think, a defense to be reckoned with. And now all of a sudden they go out and grab Marcus Peters and also a keep to leave. How stout will this team be overall, being that they have the, the, the best offense when it comes to scoring touchdowns in the National Football League? Yeah, it's, it's almost too good to be true because it's like, I don't know, I, I looked at those two moves. I mean, to take on, um, you know, Marcus Peters and Akeem Tlaib to get those guys, it's almost like when you get a uh, a phone call from, uh, you know, Hilton Hotels or Marriott Hotels and they're promising you, like, this vacation for, for free or some, like, crazy deal and you just want to hang up. A party kind of wants to keep listening. You know, is, is, this, is this for real? So, is, I mean, did they really just get two of the top five quarterbacks in the NFL at that cost? It, I don't know. I mean, there's a reason that the Chiefs wanted to get rid of Marcus Peters, I guess. And we got to know he was kicked out of the college, and, and he's been a head case. He's throwing the flag up in the stands. Maybe it's just a spontaneous situation, and it blows up in the Rams' face. I mean, to keep telling he was an acquired boy as well. But in terms of what they can still do on the field, one, a shutdown corner, one, the best playmaking corner, um, the, the offense where they're at with maybe the best player in the game in Todd Gurley, uh, Jared Goff proven he's legit. 
all the weapons they have at receiver. I mean, they're a Super Bowl contender, and I, I don't really like much like the Vikings roster. It's hard to look top to bottom and see many weaknesses with that team. They just needed to get better in the secondary. They they had to get some some veteran leadership at cornerback. You know, seeing what Adam Thielen and some of these receivers did to that secondary last year. So, I mean, right now I'm just kind of waiting for the catch. I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe there is one, and there's a reason the Chiefs are giving up on Peters. But right now, on paper. Man, what a coup for the Rams. Tyler, great information as always. Thanks so much for joining us again today on the NFL on TuneIn. You got it, fellas. Thanks so much. Thank you for listening to NFL No Huddle, the podcast on iTunes with Brian Weber and Cordell Stewart. Listen live weekdays from 4 p.m. to 7 p.m. Eastern by downloading the TuneIn app and searching NFL No Huddle. The National Football League is on. TuneIn, your everything audio app.